Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Welcome to our weekly Q&A where you guys send me questions. Uh, I answer them uh, on this show every Friday. Uh, again, all questions go to stevethescout81 at gmail.com. Uh, each Friday, uh, I'm going to pick a few questions to answer or I'm going to pick one question and talk about it talk about it for an entire show if it's something that I do feel like I want to give a, a longer answer on. So um, all the questions that are sent, uh, I definitely I definitely appreciate them. Uh, I did uh, did want to let you know that uh, this week we finished up our series uh, thirty best players in the NFL. Uh, if you have not heard that, uh, I definitely encourage you to go back uh, and listen to it. Uh, this time of year, the NFL Network has their list. Uh, of 100 best players in the league. It's voted on by the players. I gave you a list of my 30 best players based on the way I have evaluated and, gra and graded these players. Uh, on that list, I was looking for people that that had both at least one year of proof to show me what they can do at the next level uh, and also basing that list on how good they are right now at this very point in time. So I encourage you to go back to listen to that. Uh, this Monday, uh, I am going to be continuing my Hall of Fame series where uh, I talk about offensive linemen currently in the NFL right now that are locks for the Hall of Fame uh, and guys and guys that are pretty close and what they need to do to get there. So uh, without any further ado, uh, I am gonna, I'm going to answer your guys' questions. Uh, the first question I'm going to answer this week is Ike. Uh, Ike is actually from Great Neck, New York, and he was asking me, uh, in terms of the New York Jets, who, sh who should their starting quarterback be this next year? And uh, I will tell you right now, with, with what they have on their roster, between Josh McCowan, um, Teddy Bridgewater, and Sam Darnold, uh, I believe right I believe right now Teddy Bridgewater, if they do have him at the start of if they do have him at the start of the regular season, uh, he's he's the, he's the guy you start. Before his leg injury, um, he was he was playing at a Pro Bowl level. Uh, when I break down Bridgewater, uh, you know he scans the field as, as almost as quickly as any quarterback in the NFL. And when he's healthy, uh, he's been he's he's been he's been a proven commodity. Uh, when you look at Sam Darnold, uh, I just don't think that he's ready to play right now. Uh, if Darnold if Darnold lives up to his potential, his upside is absolutely scary. Uh, Josh McCowan, I, I think, you know, is great to have there because he can mentor Sam Darnold. Uh, ultimately, I think, you know, the QB competition uh, will be between McCowan and Bridgewater. But right now, you know, I, I you know, if they have Teddy Bridgewater there, uh, I can't see any reason why he shouldn't be the starting quarterback. Right now, he is he is the best one they have. He's the best one they have. On their roster and the most ready to succeed this year. The next question comes from Eric Bakatar. And Eric, this is a really intriguing question. He had asked me point blank, why have running backs made a comeback in the NFL? Um, and it, it's it, it's it's a good question because you know we got to go back in time and actually look at we got to go back in time and look at the running backs that have been drafted. And what value they've brought to their franchise. So, um, back in the day, you know, and and it's happening again today. 
You know, people would draft running backs in the first round, and it was worth drafting them in the first round. The league became more of a passing league as time went on. And if you go back and look at the draft picks since 2008, here are, here are all the first-round running backs that have been drafted since 2008. In 2008, Darren McFadden and Jonathan Stewart and Felix Jones were all drafted in the first round. That same year, Richard Mendenhall was drafted in the first round, and so and so was Chris Johnson. So so right there, you know, you have some guys that that are talented running backs, but none of them none of them put their none of them put the franchise on their back and made them a great team, like like a Walter Payton did with the Chicago Bears, or or brought or, or no one brought that same kind of value. Looking at 2009, the first-round picks were no Sean Marino, Donald Brown, and Beanie Wells. None of them really had substantially good NFL careers, and certainly none of them uh, changed changed the course of their franchise. In 2010, you had Ryan Matthews, a guy that was good but wasn't a megastar. In 2011, you had Mark Ingram. He didn't he didn't really start to play his best football until this past year. In 2012. You had Doug Martin and David Wilson drafted by the Buccaneers and the Cowboys, and if you go back and look at all, look at all those running backs that were taken in the first round, name me name me one from 2008 to 2012 that that totally changed the course of their franchise for a substantial period of time. None of them did. So that combined with the fact that the NFL was turning into a pass league. You started to see a lot more running back by committee, um, and when you look at you know the period of you know 2014, you know 2015, that time, the 49ers and the Seahawks were dominating the NFC, and they were and they were dominating the NFC largely because not only do they have great defenses, but they had they had they had great running attacks as well. So I really believe it was during this 49ers Seahawks rivalry. That people started to see, okay, the running backs are truly valuable. These are two teams that that are winning, and they're and they're winning, and they're winning by running the football. So I think I think that was the initial first step. Uh, the second the second step after that was in 2015. The Rams drafted Todd Gurley, and and they drafted him early. I believe he was drafted seventh overall. And Todd Gurley became a superstar right away. Uh, also, in that same time frame, just two years before that, in 2013, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell was drafted. So in, in that two-year span, you had Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, and I believe when you, come, when you look at the initial success that Gurley and Bell had, combined with the fact that the 49ers and Seahawks were having great success running the ball, that that's that started to catapult things, uh, and then in 2016, Ezekiel Elliott was taken was taken in the first round. He you know he was great. 2017, you had Leonard Fournette go in the first round. He was great, and all these running backs that that have been drafted in these last few years, these are these are all guys that that you know have either changed the course of their franchise uh, or, or or at least they're playing incredibly great football at a much higher level than any of those other guys that were drafted from 2008 to 2012. Uh, this year you saw Saquon Barkley go second overall. So so the day the days have come back 
um, when when a team is not just using a running back by committee, but they're using one single running back uh, to actually to actually power their offense. I will tell you, going into this year, uh, the focal point of the Giants' offense is going to be Saquon Barkley. Uh, as good as Jared Goff is, the focal point of their offense is Todd Gurley. The focal point. You know, the focal point of the Dallas Cowboys is Ezekiel Elliott. So so all these things combined with that 49ers Seahawks rivalry, these great players that have been coming out in the first round and producing and making their teams much better. Uh, this is this is why this is why the feature back has come back in the NFL and hopefully this time it's here to stay. All right, my next question is from Nick Chesley, and he's asking me, um, outside of Saquon Barkley, um, you know, which which rookie running back um, will be able to contribute the most in fantasy football? And I will tell you that um, I believe it's going to be Darius Geis. Um, here's why. You know, if you look at what Jay Gruden has, tra- has traditionally done in terms of running, um, it- it's a zone scheme. Uh, the offensive coordinator Bill Callahan zone scheme. You know, same thing with their with their offensive line coach, and that's really what Darius Geis. You know, zone runs is what is what he's what he's best at. Uh, there's not going to be a big learning curve for him. Uh, he's in a, he's NFL ready. The guy knows the guy knows how to run between the tackles, um, and uh, you know, in terms of a guy fitting into an offense, uh, Darius Geis you know definitely fits very well into what they're doing in Washington. Um, they don't really have. They also don't really have a feature back right now. They have some other guys uh, that can do certain things well. But Darius Geis is one of those guys that can do a lot of things well. He's a thumper. Um, can can run between the tackles. Um, has breakaway speed. Um, you know, the other year, um, his se- his senior year, he was. Um, uh, you know, his last year in school, he was injured. So I mean, we didn't really see him at full speed. But you know, before that. Um, he had he had some amazing speed, and now that he's healthy, I think we're going to see that see that in the NFL. So even even if you watched him his last year in college, uh, I don't think he got the best version. But I think Washington uh, Washington is going to get that, and I think this guy you know has a good chance of being uh, the second best fantasy rookie outside of Saquon Barkley. And my next question comes from Nigel. Nigel was asking me. During the regular season, um, what will I be talking about on the show? So yeah, I'll definitely go over that. You know, as the regular season approaches, I'll be mentioning it more. But definitely a good question to ask right now. Um, so Nigel, uh, to answer your question on Mondays, what I'll be doing is I'll actually be reviewing the games on the weekend and specifically breaking down tape uh, of different players around the league. Uh, Wednesday, each show during the regular season is going to be something different. Uh, and then on Friday, uh, I'm going to be giving you, obviously, looking at games that are going to be played on the weekend, and also from a scouting perspective, which players to watch out for, which matchups to watch out for, uh, and breaking that down for you as well. So appreciate uh, the question, Nigel, and definitely we'll be talking on that more as the regular season comes closer. Definitely looking forward to it, as I'm sure you are as well. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. Uh, This Monday, I'm going to be continuing my Hall of Fame series where I'm going to give you the offensive linemen that are currently playing right now in the NFL and telling you which ones are locks for the Hall of Fame and the ones that are close, what they need to do to get there. Remember, the Pro Football Scouting Podcast can be listened to every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 
8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. If you listen to an episode late, uh, it really doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know when it comes out. Uh, the episodes are going to be relevant at this time, uh, really, whenever you listen to it. So I uh, appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. This is Steve the Scout signing off. 